conclude this episode about accompaniment and walking with friends. A week after I created this beginning of the podcast episode on my friend Judy. Today I am holding place and find clearness, find the clarity to publish this episode in my waking hours and my quiet time from a place that I've longed to come to for a couple decades, about 25 years. (laughs) I am in the blueberry patch and asparagus patch garden in Putney, Vermont at the red house of my beloved friends, Sadie, the home where she was a child and grew up with her cousins, the home of her cousin Noah, my first love and friend uh, as a child when I was maybe 11 or 12. I used to write pen pal letters to him to this house. So I've been coming to this house in one way or another for 25 years. My wife and I got married just down the road when we wanted to have a legal wedding at the Putney Courthouse and held by a little circle of friends and family a year after we had our own Quaker wedding and our friends meeting, Atlanta friends meeting. I offered the word beholden and told you I would tell the definition of it. But before I do, let me tell you what it is to walk the paths that you're led to and then occurs something bigger and more powerful than you could have imagined by leaning into that listening and letting yourself be led. I knew I was to come to this region for a conference. The Quaker Religious Education Collaborative I'm part of has an annual retreat at Powell House Quaker Retreat Center near Albany. And I was clear to come early. Then it became clear to me I needed to come early to go and be with the friends of the New England Yearly Meeting sessions close by this week and then I had a day in between and Sadie and I were very clear that I needed to come and be with her family so I find that the day the day the day that I want to offer to the world my message for Judy my gratitude that I am in the place that I describe in my letter to her in that poem I just offered before this segment She offered to us as children to imagine being in the most beautiful place and to go there and then find who is present with you, loving you, your best beloved, the one who is beholden to you, the one who you're beholden to. So I find as I'm in this blueberry patch listening to the recording to feel clear that it's to be offered to the world, that I am in that place. I am in the perfect place. I'm in the most beautiful place. I'm overlooking, uh, well, right now a shed, but I'm in the blueberry patch. And just beyond the shed, there is a view, a vista of the blue mountains just south of Brattleboro. A farm field. My favorite things in the world, blueberries and asparagus, um, which grow in Michigan, another place where Sadie and I have connection because that's where her Quaker family 
have lived for generations and done important work um, incredibly at the Quaker Lake Retreat Center where I went for my retreats as a teenager for those formative years and first found the theology of walking in nature as a Quaker um, to heal me and fulfill my path of listening, processing life's lessons and integrating them into my being. So thank you for this incredible place. Thank you to the blueberries and the asparagus. Thank you to the monarch butterflies and the milkweed. Monarchs fly to the places I've been this summer, to my Lake Michigan. And then they leave and they go to the places that my heart longs to Beholden. Adjective. Definition of beholden. Being under obligation for a favor or gift. Indebted. I'm beholden to you. Synonyms. Bounden, indebted, obligated, obliged. Have you ever found yourself under obligation to someone else for a gift or favor? It's a common experience. And not surprisingly, many of the words describing this condition have been part of the English language for centuries. Quote-unquote, Beholden was first recorded in writing in the 14th century in the poem, quote, Sir, Sir Gawain and the Green Knight, end quote. Indebted, which entered English through Anglo-French, is even older, first appearing in the 13th century, English speakers in the 14th century would also have known another synonym of beholden to choose from, a now obsolete sense of bounden, which means made obligatory or binding, from the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. Oxford says, beholden, Adjective, owing thanks or having a duty to someone in return for help or a service. Indebted, obligated, under an obligation. Duty bound, honor bound. Owing a debt of gratitude, grateful, thankful, appreciative, in someone's debt. Owing someone thanks. I don't like to be beholden to anyone would be the opposite. I do want to be beholden to you, beloved community. I'm beholden to my friend Sadie, who is my elder in the tradition of Quakers. You can look it up or hopefully one day read her book about it. (laughs) And her beautiful writings that will come to be, I proclaim. Because I want to read them, I need to read them. What that looks like for me is that I feel listened to in existence by my friend Sadie. And she helps me invite the questions into my life that will center me onto the path But undercurrent of it all is that she witnesses and believes in my capacities and urgently is beholden to the vision of me being in the world in my best way. So let us go out to the places that our prayers are being called to. Let us go there, not just in our imaginations, but let's imagine how we can accompany one another. Life is crisis. Life is pain, life is suffering, 
If you're not experiencing it that way, get to living or find the people who are walking that path and be with them, have their backs. And overall, let them have your back. Let them teach the lessons that they have to teach you about what it is like to come through, overcome, we shall overcome in their lives. How do they live that promise? There are people who are on our paths for many purposes. And if we are lucky, they get to be on the journey with us a long time. Sadie's the friend who offered me the words first of the group, Sweet Honey in the Rock, in a time of healing, when I needed to understand that my whole complete self and the way I was being in the world, living who I was with integrity, was okay, even if others told me it was not permissible or okay, or they were fearful of it. Sweet Honey in the Rock sing these lines that I offer for you today in conclusion before I enter into a time of quiet, holding place with you here on this hillside of incredible possibility of what has come into being and what will continue to be. Somebody has prayed me over Somebody has walked my way Somebody has prayed me over Somebody has walked my way Loving me, inspiring me Seeing all of what's inside me Daring me to be the future Arms extended, heart wide open No place you cannot go Somebody has prayed me over Somebody has marked my way Somebody has prayed me over Somebody has walked my way <laughs> And as the summer chicken proclaims uh-uh, uh-uh, Lay what you gotta lay, let it out <laughs> And then let it go to be in the infinite. (laughs) Blessed be. One of the most challenging parts of letting go the ones you love be it paths crossing and then paths no longer crossing, be it by life and death, be it by circumstance, is the beautiful part where you get to then imagine or claim or proclaim what it is that you learned from those loved ones that you know you need to live out and carry on forward. One of Judy's favorite songs says I want to function, function, function give me umption and my gumption let me function, function, function give me joy in my life keep me loving, loving, loving when I was little 
in our friends' meeting, she would often request that song, Give me oil in my lamp, keep me burning, burning, burning. Today, when I live out what it is to love Judy, I find that it is proclaiming the best of what I can toward imagining the peaceable kingdom that she taught me of, the long journey before I ever heard the Martin Luther King Jr. quote about the arc of justice, the arc of history bending toward justice. Judy helped me understand that the things you live into, often you don't get to see or understand what they will be like. It's ironic now holding that peace, that tension of what it's like to have her living and yet no longer connected in the way we used to be through her experience of brain trauma and dementia. And yet, it's so clear to me what Judy would offer, what prayers she would have for the day, what things would be burdens to her, imagining what's coming to be, but also what she would proclaim as her living core place to imagine what can be. So I close this episode in time for Judy with these lines from an Irish artist, Karen Casey. Life is for living, and living is for loving. Loving is for giving if we can be free. When will we all be free? When will we all be free? Most of us go day to day feeling we have no clout. Gods, they say, it's better that way. Keep us from hand to mouth. Life is for living. Living is for loving. Loving is for giving. If we can be free, when will we be free? When will we be free? We've only dreamed of what we can be, hardly seen the color of angels. When will we open our hearts to sing? Let the stars fall out and let's begin. Life is for living and loving. When will we all be free? When will we all be free? The other lines of Karen Casey's music that come to me today to offer in closing are the words to her song, Chasing the Sun. Just as this podcast was begun by me listening to the words of the artist Farron and her music, Misty Mountain, and her song, Cactus, these words, Chasing the Sun, the first few chords of the song felt like they were just where I needed to be in terms of living in what it is to lose loved ones or celebrate the people on our paths who we cross our way with, even if we don't connect all the time. Chasing the sun. The stars, they all stand up in the sky, make me want to fly away with you. The winds pile themselves into my dreams, remind me only of the lack of you. I could be up there with the best of them, me, the clouds, and our shadows chasing the sun. I could be there with the best of them, me, the clouds, and our shadows chasing the sun. The wind takes me up into her arms, wraps herself around me, away we go. While outside the snows, they fall away, slowly saying goodbye, goodbye to you. I could be up there with the best of them, me, the clouds, or our shadows, chasing the sun. I could be up there with the best of them, me, the clouds, and our shadows, chasing the sun. I've been loving lately to imagine us as particles, 
the molecules that make us up and the clouds and the sky floating and interchanging spaces and places, making us all interconnected. And then I find out that my dear friend Nan Bowles has been writing about the same concept. (laughs) One day, hopefully, if it's published and becomes her produced documentary on that experience of listening to life in that way, in that interconnected way, I'll get to offer it to you. But for now, here we are together chasing the sun up in the clouds together. Thanks for joining me in the internet. Interconnected nets. Ha, ha, ha.